today I am in the lovely Palm Springs area talking with Sham Abraham. Sham is an American artist, actor, and filmmaker that I originally met in San Francisco. And at the time, Sham was enrolled in the Academy of Art College. And today he is one of the toasts of Los Angeles as a fantastic pop artist. Hello. Welcome, Sham. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I know. It's so nice to see you and, yeah, and hang you out too. and talk. I think your viewers need to know that we have known each other for a long time. A long yeah. time. I mean, I met Jody when I was 17 years old and <laughs> I was a crazy, like, you know, kid that was living in San Francisco on my own. And I, um, actually, I think I knew you maybe before I went to the school, the art school. Oh, probably. Because I was still kind of trying to finish high school and going back and forth to, like, uh, the San Jose where I was, like, enrolled in high school, but still living in San Francisco in this crazy punk rock yes. insane house with, like, yes. nothing but, like, freak show drag queen people gothic people living there and um yeah and i remember the last i remember of seeing you there then you had moved to los angeles first or i did i don't remember i moved to los angeles in 2000 so we met in san francisco and probably at 10 15 folsom i don't i don't remember where i remember we had a mutual friend named roman yes roman kimienti who is now i think a sound engineer or something in New York oh, and wow. yeah he's really cool but oh, um well, we he was, were fashion he was designers back at the then time. he was right back then you were club kid fashion designers yes. all of us were we all had like yellow blue purple pink hair and yes. like ran around San Francisco yes. you know going to nightclubs and, and making our own clothes yeah we made yeah. clothes for Anubis Warpits that right there was a store on Haight yes. Street I remember that on Haight Street and in San Francisco and we made all the plastic leather pants right with flames going up the legs I remember so that, that. and I remember wearing a couple of those pairs I stole them from <laughs> Roman's closet I remember that yes. I remember that yes oh, we boy. were sweatshop seamstresses right and that do you, you guys need to remember that this was in 1999 or something like something that like yeah that. something in the 90s so <laughs> i mean i'm trying to you know move the date up as much as i can because it's yes. you know these days I, I saw a kid i was at a um an event and there was this little actor this, like young actor and he he uh he he had I, I told him that my clothes are vintage and he said mind you they're from the 90s oh shit. can you believe that <laughs> I mean, who the fuck says that? I felt like a thousand years oh old at that God. point. Oh, my God. Well, let's see. I have one, too. So we, I have some twins, and they are 12, going on 13. And they were complaining they didn't have any money. And I was like, well, why don't you get a job? And they were like, what kind of job can I do? I'm like, you can babysit. You can walk oh, dogs. Yeah. Mow the lawn. Mow yeah. lawn. And they were like, you, how do you do that? And I'm like, that's what we did in the 80s. And she was like, that was the olden times. Oh. Oh my goodness, the olden times. If they only know those were the good I times, know, right? I know. Those were the times yeah. when, when pop culture was really authentic. Right, before right? tablets, right? And before anything, before this Twitters and all these things. <laughs> sure. So, so yeah, so I came to LA in 2000. When did you come to LA? Okay, I basically was living in San Francisco hand to mouth, like, I mean, practically homeless, and I, um, was only 19 years old and I had just had enough. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't take it anymore. So mm-hmm. I basically came to LA on a fucking Greyhound bus. I had sold the remaining items I had, possessions I had on a sidewalk sale on Hate Street. Oh and I had, God. all I had left over was like a box full of like my favorite CDs and like 
some clothes and some bathroom supplies, like a toothbrush or something. And I went and I actually arrived when I landed off the Greyhound bus. I stayed with Roman, who we were talking about earlier. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was living with a guy named Clint Catalyst. Oh, yeah, and Clint, yeah, Clint. Clint is an amazing, you guys, if you're listening, you need to look up Clint Catalyst. He's an amazing writer. He's yes. a genius. But yes. Clint and him were living also together. Also eternally young. Oh, it, no <laughs> shit. What the fuck is he taking? I want to borrow his time travel machine. That guy looks like he's 21 still. But yeah, he's a great writer for real and they were living together in a little shitty apartment on Wilcox off Hollywood uh-huh. Boulevard so I I crashed with them until I could get $400 together is and that then, why you came to LA because they were here no I came because like I after I kind of dropped out of art school in okay. San Francisco I um, started go-go dancing in nightclubs okay, okay? And from go-go dancing, somebody saw me and was like, do you want to be an extra in a Timothy Hutton movie? <gasps> and so I did. I got, I went and shot this film. I have a fucking copy. I found it. It went straight to video. But oh, it's called God. Just One Night. This movie with Timothy Hutton, Udo Kier. These amazing actors were in it. And when I got to set, because you have to remember this is 1999, and um, I was the only like freak show on the set because they wanted a nightclub scene. So I arrived with like a pink fur coat, green hair, green lipstick. They were like, what the fuck? They immediately plucked me up and featured me in a little scene with Jimmy the Hutton. And I just got, you know, like this idea in my head that I could just run to LA and make money off my like, you know, punk rock hair all day. And I did. I came, oh when I came gosh. to LA, I immediately did you the same, the well, I did the same formula I did uh-huh. in, in, in San Francisco. I became a okay. go-go dancer, ex- except I was dancing for Club Cherry, oh, which yeah. was owned by Brian Rabin. One of the last great clubs of yeah. Los Angeles. Oh, totally. And done by Brian Rabin, who's, you know, he's amazing. He does Giorgio's on Sunset. Okay. And he's one of the best club promoters in town. Okay. And so, um, but I basically, that was my first go-go dancing job was for him. And then from there, people would come and say, hey, you, do you want to be in some music video or some this? And I just started, suddenly, between the year of like 2000 to 2003, I was the like standard issue punk rocker in every fucking music video from Sugar Ray, No Doubt, mm-hmm. uh, George Michael. I, mm-hmm. I'm the, you, you just press casting. pause. Honey, you press pause, you'll see my damn red mohawk and all those fucking things, <laughs> I swear. All the, the hey mohawk baby. Gets yeah, gets the it's, work. It, well, back then, but then <laughs> this is what happened. When I saw that reality TV was coming around, suddenly you had all these punk rockers. I mean, not punk rockers, like we were the real punk rockers, mm-hmm. right? But suddenly you had these, um, like, fucking boring, bland ass actors, and mm-hmm. they figured out, those casting directors figured out that they could just clip the fucking <gasps> mohawk on them, or they could, you know, put a fake tattoo on them, or whatever they uh-huh. needed to do, or put a fake piercing to make them look like us. Uh-huh. And I remember, I remember it, the shift happened. I had like a, I remember there was this audition we had for, um, it was some music video that was really huge on MTV. It became it blew up. And when I went to the audition, I went with my friend Ashley. And we were already booking all the videos. So the casting uh-huh. director, his name was Scotty Lazarus. Right. He passed away. God rest his soul. He mm-hmm. gave me so many jobs. I love him. But um, Scotty, we went to his audition. And um, it, you know, instead of, like, like, they casted us or whatever for the part. But then somebody from the production came with a Polaroid camera and started taking close-ups of our hair and our bracelets and our shoes and all this stuff. Yeah, and we were like, why are they doing that? Usually when they take a Polaroid, it's of you, right? No. Well, then the next day, Scotty called me. He goes, oh, well, you know, we're not going to book you guys as the main part in the video, but, you know, I'll always throw you work because he knew we were poor. He's like, if you want to work, you know, extra or background on it, you know, it's 75 bucks for 12 hours. 
I, I of course, said yes. Uh-huh. Ashley said no. She uh-huh. said no because she was like, uh-huh. you know, I'm only doing, you know, the higher rate or whatever, but I don't need the money. So mm-hmm. I said yes to $75. So on the set of the music video, the two principals they had were dressed exactly <gasps> in our wardrobe wearing all our stuff. So they just Shade. stole our look. Yeah, and then after that, I'm telling you, after like 2004, 2005, I couldn't book an acting job to save my life. Even though I had gotten in the union, I had done, you know, all these millions of things. I had done like a great episode of ER. I had yeah. a movie with Hilary Duff. I had all these great things that I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it was like, it just, the work just disappeared. Weird. Yeah, and then I like, okay, I don't know. I mean, I, I always have to think of a way, I think... LA mm-hmm. is all about reinvention. Los yes. Angeles is all about reinvention. So I had to reinvent myself. Right. You know what I mean? So I started um, doing documentary film. Oh. And I worked for World of Wonder. I They're, love World well, of Wonder. Tell, who doesn't, right? Love, that's one of my dream jobs. I, I'm telling you, that <laughs> production company, they are the Andy Warhol. I don't know why people say that about me. They are amazing. And yeah. they... You know, they're responsible for Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race. They they created that show, and look what it's become. It's like this oh, it's like a pop culture phenomenon, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They produced and directed the movie Party Monster. They've Mm -hmm. done um, endless, countless, amazing documentaries. My documentary was on Heidi Fleiss. Yeah, it was on her attempt to open a brothel for women hiring men. And I was like an associate producer on oh, it. Wow. Yeah, but I'll say this. I am not a producer, okay? I'm talent, <laughs> okay? Let me just tell you that. Like, I'm a cross-dressing clown that is meant to sell art. I am not meant to be a producer of any kind. You know oh, what I mean? So God bless them for giving me that job, but they, they... And World of Wonder has been instrumental in my art career because yes. the owners, Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey, yeah. who are the geniuses behind the company, yes. they always knew that I was an artist yes. and they gave me my first art show at their gallery. And so can we, let's talk about that transition. So, I yeah. mean, you just picked up a paintbrush one day or like... Well, no, what happened was they, <laughs> I think they saw that I was so miserable in my job of uh-huh. working, you know, as a producer that they, they had this space next to the production company. It was yeah. an empty gallery. Yeah. So I fucking begged them every day. I was like, please, can I just do an art show? Please, 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 please. And they kind of begrudgingly were like, Ugh, I guess, you know, nobody's using the space, right? So mm-hmm. I threw my Did- first art show ever there at that space. This was in 2006. Wow. And it blew up. It was like, it got on TMZ. Everybody, so many people came and they were, the whole gallery itself Mm -hmm. turned into a movement. Like they had amazing art shows Mm -hmm. there. They had one called Golden Girls Gone Wild. Yes, we had Lenora on the show. Oh, really? I love Lenora. She 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 curated that show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had that. They had, um, they had so many brilliant shows. I mean, it it was, it it just became, you know, it's a, it's a historical moment and, 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 and like, amazing moments in time it just had its brief thing and then the, the gallery got rented to a store or something like that okay. it was only for two years it lasted and then we brought it back just last year and World of Wonder I love them they are so loyal they let me do the first art show when oh. they brought it back and and that show was epic Lisa Rinna came Janice Dickinson was oh, there wow. Perez Hilton was there um, Lita Ford oh came at gosh. the end I, I almost had a when I saw her there, I nearly, I mean, that is like my idol since I was a kid, right? And that for her to come to my art show and to gift her a, a portrait, oh at, you know, it was just, to me, it was the most epic moment probably of, of my career in working with World Wonder, you know wow. what I mean? They, they, they just, 
I don't know. I can't. What an amazing launching pad. Yeah, and I, I just am so grateful to them. Yeah. I can't, I can't really. I, I don't think I'd be where I am now without them. I really don't, honestly. Now, so were you painting like all along while you were well, acting? Well, let me let me clear you up on something. Okay. I don't do paintings. Oh. Yeah, my artwork is not anything of a paint. I don't even know barely what the word paint is. Okay. I, I'm a digital pop artist. Well, you're a digital painter. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I guess. I sit there, I click buttons, right? I press buttons. Sometimes <laughs> I question if I even have any talent. But, I mean, the truth is that is what I do. You know, I don't I don't like to... I get uncomfortable when I hear the word paint because every, everybody says that and then I think, like, oh, I'm a liar and okay. my name is Sham and I don't want people to get confused <laughs> and think that I'm a sham because I'm, I'm certainly not. I But um, what I do is I do digital drawings of you know pop art phenomenons i've done i've done everything and everybody i i mean i think my most popular piece is my piece of rihanna Did you, have you seen that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah i did when, when, when rihanna got um in her altercation with chris brown mm-hmm. at the grammys and he beat her up there was a police photo that was released of her bruised and battered face and i did a portrait of it and that has become my most significant piece i mean it just got published in a book on feminist studies for mm-hmm. the postgraduate program at Berkeley mm-hmm. by Dr. Kelly Moore. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's... And what's the commentary on the piece? I mean... Well, okay. Initially, when the media asked me about it, yeah. I had said that I drew the piece because I thought the bruises were interesting shapes and pink and blue are my favorite colors, so those are the colors I chose. Uh-huh. And, of course, people were outraged. Yeah. But I didn't say that to outrage people. I said it because that's the truth. I didn't sit there and calculate why I'm doing this or what for. I didn't have a commentary on it. I had simply seen the image strewn about the media in every form. I'd seen it on the cover of every magazine and on every... So I thought, it's so significant, why not hang it on your wall? You know what I mean? If, If people are so interested in Rihanna's beaten face, then I'm going to make a, a, a portrait of it. Okay. You know, so that was, that was sort of my intention, but then it's it somehow, there's this big Warhol connection because right. I, I use the image four times, right. right? So when you read the analysis in the textbook mm-hmm. on uh, uh, feminist studies that they publish in Berkeley, they, they really um, talk about that, but I didn't consciously do that. I mm-hmm. mean, I, you know, I, I just... It just came out of yeah. Me. I just did it, and then when I was well, designing the, the the canvas, I thought, oh, well, four of them balance. Is it much better than one? You know, so I just I did the image four times. I wasn't significantly. There's apparently they've they've construed this deep meaning that it means you know the the um, replication of the image has something to do with how we are desensitized to domestic violence because we've seen it. You know, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, or you I know. took something really dreadful and made it art. I don't know. I like mean, I, I, I will pain into look, beauty. TMZ is like my biggest inspiration. <laughs> when I look for, <laughs> when I try to research like what I'm going to do, it's like, uh-huh. who's on TMZ? You know, yeah. right now I'm working on a piece on Caitlyn Jenner I'm, uh, and I'm doing one on uh, Rachel Dolezal. So, I mean, that tells you, you know, uh-huh. what, where, you know, I, if something makes its mark, I feel in pop culture, it needs a portrait. And uh-huh. my job as a pop artist is to, is to, um, to, uh, comment on my time that I live in. And I uh-huh. think our time, especially now in this modern age, we are shaped by pop culture. You know what I mean? Like by just, you know. So you saw the rea- So you just saw all these images being presented to you on a daily basis and you decided to pull them into the computer and turn them into something? Kind of, but I mean, I was always, before that, I was just doing 
portraits, like I, the one thing I learned at art school was digital drawing, right? Okay. I mean, I was kind of, I dropped out, so I didn't really, <laughs> you know, I went to the Academy of Art, but I didn't graduate, but it was, it was a great school, great program, and I um, learned about digital, you know, how to draw something digitally. I mean, I used the same technology I used back then to, to, to do my portraits, and I, what I, what I do is I draw it with vector lines. You know, if you know mm-hmm. what a vector line is, it's, it's infinite. It can mm-hmm. stretch to the end of the world. You can mm-hmm. enlarge it infinitely large or whatever. So I was Without fascinated by that in itself. And that, that's what started me. I think my first portrait I ever did was back when I knew you probably on the computer sitting oh, there really? using that same technology. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I think I drew a snake or something like that. Or I, I don't even remember what I drew, but I was just so, I, I became obsessed with it. And I just started doing portraits of everything. I would oh, do with okay. my friends. I would do whatever, you know, my friends dog, whatever. But then I wanted, you know, the way I look at art is that um, everything's been done already. So the only thing you have is a concept, right? Okay. So like I've done some pieces like I drew Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty as a drag queen, right? That's conceptual, right? I've drawn Mickey Mouse as Jesus, which I'm not the first to do that, but that's a concept, right? When I was thinking to draw, what, what should I do to draw Obama? I wanted to draw him as Superman because I feel he's done so much, but apparently before I did it, another artist did it, so uh, I, I never did it. But th- those are concepts, right? So I feel like that's all you have, right, okay. is a gimmick or a concept. So that's right. kind of what led me, I think, to answer your question, that's what led me to doing it with celebrities is I wanted to kind of comment on, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I've drawn Casey Anthony as Marilyn Monroe. I mean, that's very obvious what I'm saying, you know yeah. what I mean? She's become this celebrity out of right. murder or whatever uh, she did, you know, yeah. killing her, her baby and getting away with, I don't know uh, what you would call that, but you know, but that, but she's basically tragic. a household name. Right. And that's why I drew her as Marilyn Monroe. So that's, that's, you know, that's the direction that I, I feel see. that's all you have to give these days in art because everything's been done. Every medium has been done. Yeah. Every, you know, shock value thing has been done. There's nothing, there's nothing left you can do, but have a good concept. Yeah. Well, and I was explaining your artwork to a friend of mine recently. And as I was explaining it, I was realizing that there's a cyclical nature, at least to some of it. So the, the pieces that you do that are um, taken by the paparazzi and posted in these magazines, um, you, you like the Rihanna, well, I guess that one was more of a, uh, police evidence shot, but, um, it was posted in a lot of magazines though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you've done some more with Amanda Bynes and I mean, you've done a ton of them and how you, um, take those po- pictures that were kind of like robbed from the celebrity, maybe right. in their moments they weren't the most proud of. Um, and you take it, you turn it into art and then you kind of close the loop by giving it to them. <laughs> And they want it well, most, the, well, most times. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, the only person that ever turned me away was that Joan Collins. She, oh, I gave Joan. her a portrait and she said, literally her words were, I have so many portraits of myself. And actually, Boy George did that too. Well, he didn't, he didn't say that. I um, I don't know. Maybe. Finish Joan. I don't know. Well, Joan said, you know, that's, that's what happened. I gave her backstage at her show in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, I have so many portraits of myself. You go ahead and keep it. And the video's on YouTube, if you don't believe me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then I gave it to uh, Boy George, and he um, he said, why don't I sign it and you sell it? So I went ahead and let him sign it, and then right there I sold it for $20 because I needed to pay for my valet parking. Because <laughs> 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 that's what I had to fucking pay for the valet to go see him. Oh so God. I sold it, and right in front of him I sold it for $20 because I needed cash, you know? But hey, thanks, Boy George, for yeah. helping me pay for yeah. my valet. Yeah. And I love, I look, I mean, other than that, everybody's, taken it and loved it. I mean, yeah. Lindsay Lohan, yeah. when I, when I, 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 she was at fashion week and like I had drawn basically her jail drama. I, mm-hmm. I drew a stylized tabloid 
version of her 90 days mm -hmm. in jail stint that mm -hmm. was in the news all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, when I saw her at Fashion Week, I went up to her to give it to her and all her people around her were saying, no, uh, everybody, the minute they saw me in my clown outfit or yeah. whatever, you know, they might, might, they're like, who's this fucking drag queen clown coming yeah. up to Lindsay Lohan? They were like, no, stay away, get away, go away, go away. And Lindsay saw me and she was immediately kind of like, yeah, what, what's well, going on here? Yeah, how could she miss you? Right, right. And so she said, you know, she, she heard me out and I said, um, you know, I just sorry, I said, you know, I've done this portrait of you and since you're here and here it is, I'd like to give it to you, you know? And uh, immediately this publicist or some idiot goes we don't want that no thank you we don't want that no thank you you know very la and uh lindsey goes no stop she told the lady we want that we're taking that lindsey said and she oh, took the awesome. portrait and then when i when i said um biter you know i told you i love you thank you you know because it's true i i'm i never did that portrait of her in jail to make fun of her i did it as a a commentary on how the media was so obsessed, obsessed with it, right? Yeah, it's yes. not about and like. And they're still obsessed. And she with got her. it. It made me think Lindsay Lohan is smart, smart, and she knows art. And when you see her photo, like she takes amazing photos and stuff, mm -hmm. like with really great mm -hmm. photographers. I think she knows she, because she has an eye mm -hmm. for it. You know what I mean? And she'll she'll be do very experimental things. I've seen. Uh, I think Tyler Shields was a photographer. Took photos of her like holding a gun to her head and you know it's very interesting oh, right. what she does you know what I mean like she, she'll go there with photographers and I think she it's will. and movies Terry movies too mm -hmm. oh yeah Terry Richardson absolutely mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's because she understands art I mean that moment yeah. made me realize uh, you know that she's she's and I think she's so talented I think she really um, you know people I think one day she's just going to surprise the hell out of people I hope so I really do I think we're all pulling I think she, oh I think she's going to win Academy Award I, I, okay. I believe strongly in her she, she's talented yeah you know what I mean she really absolutely. is absolutely yeah. I've seen a ton of her movies yeah. working at Disney for five years yeah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that you worked yeah. there oh I didn't yeah. know that yeah that's so funny I did all their movie streaming apps oh that's so funny I didn't yeah. know that yeah well you know production work in LA I mean that's what everybody does right isn't that that's yeah, basically... I'm, I made it into the technology area, but yeah, but hey, entertainment. It's, look, honey, this we're the way I look at it from our background. Come on, girl, we're two, right. we're two punk rockers from San Francisco. <laughs> I, I am so grateful Who for any, honey. That's why I was when I was an extra. I was so happy to be on those movie sets. I never complained or said yeah. there were these extras that'd be like that food is not good enough. I'd be like, they're feeding us. They're giving us free food? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what kind of job does that? And that's probably why you've gone so far. I mean, having gratitude, I think, is important. Oh, every day you have to be grateful. I am yeah. grateful to God every day for being yeah. able to have my two eyes, my two legs, my two ears, my, you know, yeah. being able to, you know, not everybody has that luxury of, yeah. you know. And you get to do this doing your art. Oh, I'm so, I mean, you know, my artwork is really, I'll tell you, though, it ain't all, you know, I don't think... If people really saw my life, they would want to trade. I mean, I never stop working. I really don't. I, I don't have... When you work for yourself, and I make... Ultimately, I don't care. I'm kind of proud to say this. Mm -hmm. I make like a little above minimum wage. If you add up all the hours and all the shit that I do... I, I maybe make a little bit above minimum wage, you I know? I think most passionate people might be able I don't to say care. That. I'm, I'm proud to say that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Some people are like, oh, you should say you're a millionaire because you're in the news and you're on paparazzi and in the... Fuck that. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't make a lot of money. Do you think that there's a big market for art in this world? I mean, it's like the last yeah, thing people be. buy. You know what I mean? People buy clothes and food and, right. you know, all these other things first. So, I mean... Um, 
and I sell my stuff cheap. You know, my 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 portraits. I think go, your stuff is really affordable. Oh, I sell portraits for between a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars if they're already done. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. ones that are done. And if somebody wants a custom one, I do it for three hundred bucks. And feel free to visit shampop.com and give me an order because <laughs> hey, the starving artist could use your business. I'm but, gonna get shampop. You know, honey, yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, it's uh, everybody's and doing that. And I love that it's a verb now. <laughs> shampop yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, seriously. I mean, I you know, but I do that because I I want anybody to be able to afford my art. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate compliment that somebody even wants to hang it in their house. Mm-hmm. So. If somebody, in my opinion, if they even if they they work a minimum wage job mm-hmm. at McDonald's, I mm-hmm. want them to be able to afford my art if they really want it. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to change my price point. Everybody's like, "Well, you're getting so popular, you need to raise your prices." You know what you're no, I'm not me going of? to do that. Fugazi. Oh yeah, well they're punk rock, they're hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, are you. <laughs> honey, my morals will always, unfortunately, they're five dollar shows. Honey, my morals will always be punk rock. Like that's the problem with yeah. me is I have these really punk rock, like more like. Anybody that knows what punk is, it has nothing to do with music. Right. It has nothing to do with fashion. Yeah. It's a mentality. It's an attitude. It's yeah. an attitude and it's yeah. a state of mind. Yep. You know what I mean? It's refusing to be the status quo. And Absolutely. To, and to just be blindly following, you know what I mean? I and yeah, it first was expressed through music in the <laughs> late 70s, right? Or whatever. Right. When it started, even before that, garage bands in the 60s. But right. it like, you know, it... It is not that what that 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 music was born of that mentality, you know what yeah. I mean? Do you think that you could that this that your career would have happened anywhere else but LA? No, and in fact, I'll tell you why. Los Angeles is unique in that Hollywood is there. Okay. Hollywood and Los Angeles to me are two separate entities. Okay. I moved to Los Angeles for Hollywood. Los Angeles in itself and what it's become. I don't even live there now. I yeah. live in Palm Springs. We are in Palm Springs. In my <laughs> opinion, the to live in Los Angeles is unmanageable. It used to be like, oh, if you were off ground level in the hills and blah, 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 blah. No. Now, you can't navigate your way from any point to the next point without it taking four hours because of the traffic. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't live like that. You know what I mean? I live in the desert in Palm Springs yeah. because it is gorgeous here. The air is clean. I look outside my door every day and I feel like I'm in the best spot in Beverly Hills for Compton prices. Right. Okay? I I mean, I'm not kidding, right? And so, and it's like, you know, it's, I never sit in traffic. I never have to worry about parking. And that, to me, is quality of life issues. You know what I mean? I go to LA for gigs. I grab that money and I'm on the first freeway exit back. I do not sit there. I don't party there. I don't anything there. In my opinion, it's become unlivable, unmanageable. I'm sorry to say that. I have a very negative opinion of Los Angeles. Hollywood, I will always love. Of course, LA wouldn't be LA without Hollywood. But before we hear more of Sham's LA story, a quick word from our sponsor. Solar power is all about forward thinking, but when you generate clean energy from the sun, your meter actually runs backwards. The cost? No money down. Zero dollars to go solar. The savings? They start from day one. Save every month. Solar City is the easiest way to move forward with solar energy. Find out how much Solar City can help you save. Check out their savings calculator at gosolar.onlyin.la. And when you sign up through our referral link, your first month of solar is free. So help yourself, help the show, and help the planet. Visit gosolar.onlyin.la. So when you came to Hollywood, that's where Clint and Rowan were living. Oh, yeah, on Wilcox, off of Hollywood Boulevard, in an apartment that back then it was probably like 600 bucks. And I had to save up 400 bucks to get my own little shithole on... um, 
on uh, Highland and Franklin. And oh, I stayed wow. in that place for four years. It was a motel that had been turned into apartments. Yeah. It's still there. It's this hideous orange building across from the gas station. Okay. And I lived there for, 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 for four years, I think. And um, I paid $400 a month rent. And I was wow. so, oh boy, I thought I was living the, the good life there because in San Francisco it was, oh, you know. Never. Oh, yeah, things were getting so expensive yeah. there, you know. Yeah. I lived with, I don't know, 100,000 roommates in a like, you know, four bedroom shithole flat that was yeah. like, oh God, did you ever see our place in San Francisco? I Disgusting. Did. I did. Just, I, when I, I moved did. into that place, let me just say the garbage had been stacked to the ceiling so high for six boys. months. The street punks and one bathroom for each each bedroom had three street punks living there and we even rented out the closet, okay? And that kitchen's so disgusting. I can't I don't know how I remember you know the what kitchen. though? That's the price of making it. When people yeah. tell me, people go, Well, how did you how they think it's some magic? Oh no, you need to suffer. Yep. I tell everybody if you want this, anybody wants to come to Los Angeles with a dream. If you want this, you get ready to suffer. You earn it. Because, yeah, and earn it. Yeah, unless you're from a rich family, which, you know, I don't... That's another story. Yeah, that's another story. But, you know, I mean... So you were if you're in... not a Kardashian, get ready to work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you're not a Hilton, you're going to be, you know what I mean? You're going to be struggling. Uh, so you were in um, that place in Hollywood, and then where after that? Okay, after... Um, Your motel-turned-apartment. Let's see. After that, I moved to another shithole on Fountain and La Brea for about five years... And then when I started, you know, because I I transitioned from doing the acting to producing the documentaries, and I started mm-hmm. to make some like decent money. So I got a like slightly better place, but it was on like Pico and La Cienega in like okay. the ghetto. <laughs> okay, and like I mean that area is that still Hollywood like, over there? Well, I, it's they call it Beverly Hills adjacent. So I always okay. used to lie and say that I was in Beverly Hills, but it's really <laughs> like under the freeway. Like I don't like, think you're the first. It's, 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 it could be. <laughs> Either adjacent to Compton or Beverly Hills, you decide. <laughs> so I, I chose to say Beverly Hills, but okay. you know, it's um, it's pretty much under right under the ten freeway. I lived on Cadillac, which was like the most ghetto street. Like it can't get worse than that. But I had a three bedroom, so I pretended like I was like in a mansion. Like I had a three That's this awesome. three bedroom like twelve hundred dollar a month apartment to myself, right? Yeah. But it got broken into. So oh. like after that, oh. I was like, okay, out of this neighborhood, I moved back to Fountain in La Brea. Mm-hmm. One last year there in two thousand and ten. And the torture of that traffic and that nonsense, I could not take it. It's really bad. I could not. It's it's unlivable. It's not livable. I think it's just public transportation. I wanted to own a house, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, my budget to buy a house was, like, under 200000 Like, that's what Mm -hmm. I could get, right? Right. So, like, in L.A., you can't. There's nothing. So, I I came to Palm Springs, and I had had actually had a tooth problem. I had a, a, a messed up, like, a root canal and uh, double root canal actually and the, the dentist had given me Vicodin so I came to look at houses and I found this great realtor named Jeff Litton who was actually thank God for Jeff because I was so kind of on like out of it he just I signed all these papers and yeah. like for this foreclosure that was like yeah. it was like listed for like I think 190 I offered like 155 Wow. and like they accepted it and they just like and I was just all on this Vicodin like signing papers and the <laughs> next day there was something they cashed my check for the the earnest money you know right. and uh i ended up here in this house ever since you? i've been here for five years but it's the greatest wow. smartest thing i ever did wow. i encourage anybody to do it because i pay 
now you know a smaller payment to live here than I do mm-hmm. for you know having lived in a one bedroom apartment and I have a house mm-hmm. you know and I'm in the desert and I love it here yeah it's I great. love it's Palm Springs when I come back from LA from a gig like, I am so grateful I'm just like I can breathe here and it's like it's just so um, I don't know I mean anybody who hasn't it's not congested it's, it's really not. It's not only yeah. not congested. It's, it's the, the mountains are oh, gorgeous. The, the, the are nature beautiful. is magical. You can it's, see stars. Oh, you can see it. The moon on a full moon night here. There's nothing like it. Yeah. There's really nothing like it. It's magical. You know. And it's not that far from LA. It's like a two-hour drive. It's a two-hour drive, and to be honest, it takes that long to get from Hollywood to downtown these days. For so sure. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Why do right. that? You know. I remember thinking that I had a when I first moved here. I was still doing little acting gigs. I got a commercial that was shooting downtown. It took me an hour and a half to get there from here. I was like, oh, that's the same distance that it took from Fountain and La Brea. So why would I want to live there? You know what I mean? And it is like the perfect weekend, at least for me. Let me tell you my last experience in LA, okay? I was, because this is, this last time I was there, I, I go to okay. All I needed, I was I was like late for my gig, okay, trying to put together my 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 crazy drag queen outfit and stuff. I needed a safety pin, okay. I went to CVS on, um, or sorry, Rite Aid on La Brea and uh, Sunset. Mm-hmm. I asked for the safety pin. They looked at me like I was asking for the Hope Diamond. They, the, all the shelves were oh, we're out of it. You're out of a safety pin because there's too many fucking people in Hollywood. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then I go to the next place, the 99 cent store. Do you have a safety pin? The people looked at them like they were in pain, you know, wincing and, you know, like, you know, maybe on aisle five, you know, I go there, I, you can't find a fucking safety pin, okay? Like, that's why I don't live in LA. Like, there's too many people. Sorry. You know? Like, really. Oh my gosh. Well, that's definitely Hollywood is insane. It is a third world. You'd be better off in Iraq. It's, I don't know what to say. You go to you go to sit down and eat. It's like four thousand people in the restaurant grabbing at places and tables and waiting to sit. There's a five hour wait just to get lunch, and you already fought through traffic for three hours to get there and try to park for another hour. Fuck that! What kind of a life is that? It is like hardcore. it's insane. It is. It's insane. I've known a few it's people disgusting. that uh, gave up their cars and they either ride a bike or take the metro. What happens when you need to be in the valley? What happens when you need to be downtown? What happens when you need to? You know, unfortunately, it's too spread out. What about when you need to go to Glendale? Have yeah. fun riding the bike there, yeah. you know, they, they, or Orange County. Good luck with your bike. I guess between that and Ubers, maybe. Uber, that's another trick. I, I did that, and then they have a, something called a surge the pricing. Surge pricing. Oh, that, I'm done with that thing. I like a real price. Don't tell me a, what, what's a surge. But is that even <laughs> English? What, how do they pull that one? I know, I know. They'll get you. Never they mind definitely that. Definitely will. That. I'm, a, I'm, I'm like an old man. I'm just like a grumpy old, you know, I'm like a grumpy old lady, like... You know, I just need to stay at home with my air conditioning yep. and, you know, my lemonade and yep. just <laughs> yep. and let the world keep moving and I'll just keep drawing my pictures. Absolutely. And, you you know, and you're still working in Los Angeles. Oh, thank so God. Thank God for this that. This is just your oh, commute. Oh, God. I'm so grateful. I don't know why they put up with me. Thank you, Hollywood. I love you. <laughs> so when you, um, so let's go back to your work. and sure. And so... Like I was talking about the cyclical nature of like giving the portrait to a celebrity at the end of of the journey of this image. Um, have you ever um, made friends from that? From Always. That? I mean, it's look. Hollywood's a small community. You know what I mean? Everybody has the same dentist, the same plastic surgeon, the same. You know, we all know the same people. So I mean, you know, I befriended so many celebrities I can't even count at this point. You know, and Do you have I, a good story about that. 
Well, none that I can tell on your program. Uh, the really good ones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, no, honey, I, I love gossip. What's wrong with that? Did you see that bullshit? There was a, there's a lot of gossip like in the news about certain things all the time, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, as far as good stories go, I think, oh boy, let me think. Um, there's always a good story at my art shows. Right. There's always, if you go to any of my art shows, you're going to see somebody there. Yes. You know what I mean? And I remember... I saw Bobby Trendy at the last one. Right. Bobby was there and we were taping for Kay Michelle's show for for VH1. Oh. Oh, you didn't go to that. You were at the one... Okay, okay. I went to the other one before. But, oh, yeah. Bobby wasn't at that. Was he at that one? Yeah, I, I saw know. him. I saw well, this him this last one I did, we were Phoebe. taping. We we're taping for VH1. Uh huh. For uh, and I'll tell you the best, the, the the funniest thing. Well, first of all, Kay Michelle, who I love, amazing. Yes. Tell me like, how that came about. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, she first of all, I'm I'm a huge fan of her music. Like okay. she is so musically talented. How many reality people are doing music and they just suck? I don't right? know much about her. Oh my gosh! You need to you you need to start by listening to her music. Okay. Because she is incredible. She plays piano. She writes her own song. Her voice is like so powerful, amazing. She's I put her in the league of like Beyonce or like you know somebody with a really gifted voice. You know, and uh, I was just you know doing a portrait of her to honor her. You know, okay. and basically um, she was supposed to come to my art show that I had done on a celebrity selfie. She was supposed to come to that, but um, she couldn't make it. But the her people contacted me and said, if you'd like to deliver to her house, go ahead. And they happened to be taping for her show, K. Michelle, My Life, which mm-hmm. is on VH1. Oh, okay. And um, we ended up taping for it. And, you know, I, we just hit it off because she's like me in the sense that she's she's very real and mm-hmm. very down to earth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, despite my very fake appearance, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everything on me comes off and is completely fake. I'm, I'm super real, you know? And mm-hmm. she is too. And, and I think... Um, she really appreciated the art. I, I could really tell that she liked my art and she um, knew that there was something there. And she, like Lindsay Lohan, like I was saying, she she understands art. Right. You know what I mean? And you'll see, if you ever see her music videos and stuff, they're okay. very well done. I'll post them. Yeah, they're really cool. Her, her videos are really cool. And, um, you know, she has a good eye. And, and, and after that, I invited her to my art show and I thought, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to blow her away. I just want to do like four gorgeous big you know new mm-hmm. portraits for her and just you know really give it to her if she's gonna come because it's, it's a it's a blessing to have her there mm-hmm. you know what I mean and she she sure enough came and they taped it and it was a hoot and a holler I'll tell you <laughs> you'll have to watch the program hopefully you never know how these things go I never know if they you oh. know make it in you know like right. when I taped Vanderpump Rules I thought for sure they'd cut it out thank god it made it in there you know what I mean it was the one minute that saved my life honey I sold more art that month that's the power of television yeah you know what I mean I that's that's the power of, of, of broadcast it's like you, you just you know it's such you a reach. blessing yeah it's such a blessing to reach you know those people I'm so grateful you know what I mean, to, to be a part of that. I was against reality TV in the beginning. Have I you, really was. Have I, you done a reality show? I, I, Vanderpump Rules was pretty much my first oh, your foray first into that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, before that I had only done scripted acting and I was against reality TV. I said I said I would never do that because I was <laughs> basically an idiot. You know what I mean? Basically I didn't want to move with the times. I, I, I wanted to um, be confined to this idea that it's got to be done a certain way and it's got to be because I'd stood around and gotten brainwashed on so many movie sets and mm-hmm. TV sets, and I really the class system in Los Angeles. It's it's, it's ridiculous. You know, the first season of American Idol, my manager called me and said, "Do you want to do it?" And you know what I said? I'll never do that karaoke thing. <gasps> That's how dumb is that? How stupid is that? Look at Kelly Clarkson, what she did. Not that I could ever sing like her. I right. mean, obviously, if you hear me sing, you'll be like, 
keep your day job. But, you know, but I mean, you know, nonetheless, um, I, uh, I, yeah, how stupid, right? So, and yeah, reality TV, in my opinion, I think that the future Marilyn Monroe's and the future, you know, people who are, you know, the really iconic. Actually, yeah, today's celebrities. So. Are, yeah, the most iconic people that I remember are from reality TV. Or really. from YouTube. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, I, I think that's just going to continue to grow. I think, yeah. you know, internet. Like, my kids yeah. don't know who moder- like who celebrities are, but they know who Miranda Sings is. Oh, that's so funny. Like, they don't know Brad Pitt or See? his names. They wow. Know, they know YouTube See stars. how the next generation is yeah. just. There's a shift definitely happening. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, so are there any um, celebrities or people that you want to make a portrait for that oh, you haven't yet? Absolutely. They're all dead, though. Michael Jackson, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, but James you've d- Dean. you've done those, I've done you? them all, but I can't give it to them. What's the point? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, of course, I love to do them to honor them. But, um, yeah. but no, yeah, I, I, I think that my, who's, who's, let me think, who really is alive that I would really... Joan Rivers, she's dead. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I'm trying to think. Really, Obama. Okay. I would love because I love Obama. I think yeah. he's such a great president. Yeah. I tried that. He was in Palm Springs, and I contacted the White House, and I swear, I talked oh to his. Oh my pre- god! Yeah, I talked to his. That would pres- be the best. I talked to his press secretary, and there's like there's a six month um, submission thing, and I never did it. I need I need to do it before. Yeah, he, he's got two years left. Yeah, well, whatever. I love him. He, I love him. I love his family. I love Michelle. I think she's so elegant. I think she's such an amazing first lady. She since yes. since Jackie, you know, we haven't had somebody that elegant in stylish. my opinion. Yeah, and stylish. Mm-hmm. And Hillary Clinton. I love her. Yeah. I love her. I love the Clintons. I think they're great. I don't think of her as a style icon though. Like I think Clinton, Michelle. Hillary. Well, yeah. I think of her as a. Um, she'll get the job done. For kind sure. Of, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I'm actually supporting her for this next election. If. Roseanne Barr doesn't run, who has my biggest support. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. She's mm-hmm. Roseanne Barr is very smart mm-hmm. and has totally is the she right... still living in Hawaii? Yep. She's okay. in Hawaii on her macadamia farm, and God bless her, and she is so smart. When I listen to her politics and what she says, she is right on the money. She is so smart, because you know why? She's a radical. Mm-hmm. She's not a liberal. Mm-hmm. She's not a... She's not a uh, conservative. She's radical, mm-hmm. and that's how my thinking is. Punk rock. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. So you've probably done one of Roseanne. I haven't, but if, honey, Roseanne, if you're listening, I want to do your portrait, please contact me. I will fly to Hawaii to give it to you, (laughs) Miss Girl, because I love you and adore you. I do. Roseanne, come on. When I was growing up, okay, when I was a kid, the only people in my community, not my parents, not my school, not my peers, nobody told me it was okay to be gay except Roseanne, Madonna, and Ellen. There you go. That's it. Those three were the ones. They were the people that were like, you know, you're cool. You don't worry about it, girl. Like, you know, you got this. And they were the ones that I looked up to. And I would watch Roseanne's show just to see Sandra Bernhardt play her gay character on there because it was like, you know, and Roseanne did that because Roseanne was the producer of that show. In fact, when I remember during the GLAAD Awards, Roseanne gave a speech with her and, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank here? John Goodman, the the co-star of her show. Why am I drawing a blank? Best actor of all time. Yes. With the, her husband and Roseanne, yes. John Goodman, right? John Goodman, Okay, yes. well, her yes. and John Goodman went and gave a speech at the GLAAD Awards about how, um, you know, they were doing it long before, you know, supporting LBGT, mm-hmm. you know. They were. And that's, community. What, that's and, and, what we grew up with. Yes, and they were our role models. And I love you for that, Roseanne. Thank you. So she's And Madonna and Ellen. You've done uh, Madonna's crotch. Have you done her face? 
I've done her face several times. Oh, okay. Yes, I have, and I want to do a whole new one if I ever get. That's someone I want to give it to. What the hell? How did I draw a blank on that? I know. That's Madonna. Hello, are you listening? <laughs> I've been trying to contact her. Her, her, she, her, and Brad Pitt don't return my calls. I wanted Brad Pitt to be my date to my art show, but I couldn't get him. So we got Jif the Wonder Dog. If you know who that no. is, look him. Look him up online. Yeah. Talk about an LA thing. This Pomeranian is so famous. He's more famous oh. than me. His name is Jif. J I F F. I'm sure he has an Instagram. Oh, honey, J I F F. Look him up. I think he's got a billion, billion followers on Instagram. I don't know how it works, but he's got all the followers and all the media. I was with him. I met him at um. The Fox Reality Awards. Okay. And he went on the red carpet before me. I was so jealous. The paparazzi went so crazy for him. I said, you know what? If you can't beat him, join him. So I had I asked Jif to, to come to my art show at the where we take for K. Michelle, and he came as my date. Oh, my God. Yeah, I loved amazing. him for that. Have you done his portrait? Of course I did. Oh. But they left. Unfortunately, he took off before I could I could give it to him. I yeah, he, he left. I'm going to have to. One. Next time I see him, I'm going to give it to him. But yeah, his, and his handlers are just the sweetest people. They're really nice. I really appreciate them bringing him. That's I really awesome. do. Yeah. Are there any venues in Los Angeles that you'd really like to have a show in? Yes, or even there Palm is. Springs? Yes, there is. If it's still around, okay. there's a place called The Smell. It's downtown. I love this. Do you know smell. where that is? Yes. Okay. That is. I don't know if it's still around. Honey, oh, how did it get its name? It's smelly. It smells bad. <laughs> it's the most worst smelling, disgusting, <laughs> punk rock dive joint in Los Angeles. It's like under a fucking freeway downtown and they have the best shows, punk rock shows I've ever seen there. When I, I was when that's... I was like, you know, a little shit, you know, living there, I would go there all the time for shows and it's so cool. And they have a policy of like no alcohol, no anything because all they're about is playing, you know, yeah. good shows. Yeah. But if it's not there anymore, I don't know where I. <laughs> that's like ultimately, I would just, that's your I ultimate. would just love to like, like be so like, you know, like build my name a little more where I could bring like Paris Hilton somewhere like that. Oh you know God. what I mean? Yeah, like, wouldn't that be awesome? Just yes. like be like, you know, here it is. It's like at the smell company. What me. about the CIA in um, North Hollywood? The that Cine- place is awesome. Center for Abnormal Is that still Arts. around? Yeah, it is. No way. Yeah. That place is so you cool. You totally do a show. Oh, there. I love those guys too. The guys that own that are really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, they're still rocking it. Oh, that place is amazing. Yeah, that is a great venue. Yeah. Um, what's your next show topic going to be? Are you working on well, it? Well, my next show is called Vacation because oh. <laughs> I've been working for two years straight and I need a small break. So I'm actually taking a little downtime. I, I, I'm, um, you know, I, I'm working, of course, always, but I'm, I'm like, you know, not planning another okay. actual art show. This last one, it was just three days Wednesday. ago. Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just coming off that one and I, I, this, this, this art clown needs to catch up on her beauty sleep. Okay, so it's a regrouping time. <laughs> it's a regrouping time for me. I'm I I I'm actually uh, going to be traveling to Northern California. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm I'm supposed to see Morrissey. Oh. Yeah, Morrissey's playing there. Amazing. My sister is, is, she got me tickets, so I'm going. I, I was going to call. He, his publicist is actually Susan oh. Blonde, and she used to be Andy Warhol's publicist. <gasps> so I'm I'm calling Susan on Monday to see if I can. Meet Morrissey. You never know. I would yeah. like. I, I would love to give Has him. Has he been in the tabloids lately? He's always he, in the tabloids. Morrissey is such a weirdo. He's not a fame whore like me. No. He doesn't. You never see him like on a red carpet. He's only if he's photographed. He's performing. It's, so if he's doing a show, you know, maybe we can get back there through Susan and uh, you know that hook something up. I'm gonna contact her on Monday. I'm fascinated with Susan because she she represented Andy Warhol. Yeah. Susan Blonde. She was she was his publicist, and I I can't wait to call. I'm calling her. New York office on Monday, and I hope she'll take my call. Yeah. I really do. You know yeah. what you should do? Hollywood Lawn. I have done her. You have? Not only have I done her, I've given it to her twice. Oh. 
and and I know about her situation and yeah. I want to tell everybody your listeners if you're listening yeah. please go and support Holly's campaign she's in if you know first of all who she is Holly Woodlawn is the original Andy Warhol starlet from his movies and one of the last surviving right. Warhol stars her and uh, uh, Joe D'Alessandro are probably the the, the last two but um, she's an amazing person and she is in Mitch. dire health straight her her health is really bad and uh she has a gofundme campaign yeah she has a gofundme um, campaign definitely post a link. please post a link to that and she needs all the help she can get i'm gonna um and she's you know also a trans uh icon, icon. she's a trans icon Before absolutely Caitlyn Jenner. absolutely and 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 very you know at a time you know in the if you think back to the 60s when she you know was uh, living her life authentically that is a really hard time to have done that there yeah. was no well, visibility she she's a pioneer Lou Reed, right? yeah. uh, well the or, song walk on the wild side yeah. when you hear that line it says holly moved from miami to fla or yeah. from miami florida yeah, she moved. I don't remember Shamed how it goes, but legs. walk on the wilds. That, right? Then yeah, he was a she. He was a she. Exactly. She said, hey, babe. Honey, you know it. There it yeah, is. Take so, a walk on the wilds. Right. So yeah. that that song was inspired by Holly Woodlawn. Yeah. And uh, she's her book actually is called A Low Life in High Heels. That book is what inspired me to move to uh, San Francisco when I was sixteen years old and oh, pursue wow. my dreams. I, that that's why I was so. I was probably more starstruck meeting Holly Woodlawn than I was by anybody. I, wow. I swear, by anybody, because I had read her book, and it was such an inspiration to me to, to like, you know, it, it was so fascinating to the book because she talks about, like, Studio 54 mm-hmm. and, you know, Warhol, you know, well, and Max's meeting... Kansas City and the, the, this amazing yeah. period of, of time that just and is so fascinating. And when you meet someone that was, you know, not only there, but shaped that time period that so crafted your life, it's like a moment oh, that... Oh, it was absolutely... You're I was, like, I was, is this happening? <laughs> I met her in the dressing room of Cherry when I was go-go dancing at Brian oh Raymond's club. Yeah, she was up there with Alexis Arquette and uh, they were talking and I, I was frozen. I couldn't even speak. I just was staring at her. Wow. And then uh, years later, I contacted her to give her a portrait and she was so receptive. She came... I used to have a nightclub back in 2005 another reinvention of my life when my yeah. acting career crashed I uh, in 2004 I had a club called Gossip there was an article in the oh, LA Times wow. you can Heidi Sigmund Kuder wrote the article but um, Holly came to the club That's and I, ga- I gave her a portrait there and, I, and we paid her a little fee to Sham, come Sham you need to do a club out here in Palm Springs I don't think I'll ever do a nightclub again unless really? they tape a reality show I, I won't I'll tell you why because it's not that that level of of I, I'm not really a nightlife person myself. First of all, I'm more of an entertainer. I really okay. am. I'm more of a I'm more of a personality than an entertainer. And to me, like this nighttime stuff of like you know when you work in nightclubs as a go-go dancer stuff, right. you know you're always drinking and you're always up at these crazy hours and everything. I'm I'm I, I it's not me. You know I'm I'm okay. more of, I'm more of a workaholic. On. I'm a workaholic and you know and and I feel like a personality more than mm-hmm. anything and I, I would do it if they taped it if, hey if you producers are listening you want to do a reality show hit me up <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean I'll do it for that but I, I would never do it to make you know you know a living on it it's okay. just not it's not my line of work <laughs> I'm just noticing there's not a lot of nightlife out here but maybe that's no, why there's not. Here. that's why I live here yeah. that's absolutely why I live yeah. here I live here to be uh, to myself and to be you know to to I, I couldn't focus on my art and do what I'm doing. I mean, I think that the reason that I've 
been able to uh, do what I've done in the past couple of years because this has all kind of happened in right. you know the past couple of years is because of, of Palm Springs and because of the serenity that I have here to okay. create and to produce art and that's yeah. all I do. <laughs> Amazing. I love your art. I love you, Jody. Um, thank you so much for welcome. having me. And well, thank you for listening, everybody. Well, before we go, I just wanted you to maybe give some tips of things that you do like in LA, places you like to go. Oh, sure. There's, things you like to honey, see. Honey, there's, there's a million magical places in LA. Or even here. I mean, despite the <laughs> the infrastructure and the population being out of control, there's <laughs> a, there's amazing things. There's the Magic Castle, which oh, I believe is truly magic. Amazing. Amazing. You can get tickets to well, go there. Well, you, you have to know a magician. It's like a secret yeah. crazy thing but it's honey that is magic right there there's the um the i love to take a hike in runyon canyon and even better i love to go to the canyon where the bat caves are the original bat oh, caves off um bronson you go caves. bronson yeah bronson canyon you go uh down for those of you who don't know go down franklin and turn left on is it bronson i think yeah you yeah. take bronson all the way down it turns into a street called canyon and there's the entrance. You can take the most gorgeous hike around there, see the whole, you know, gorgeous view. And then also if you go to the right, you can see the base of the Hollywood sign and the mm -hmm. Bat Caves where they, they, they filmed the original 1960s Batman yep. uh, thing. And not many people know this. There's a little historical skateboard spot there. So all oh. you skaters that are listening, it's called Dragon Ditch. There's a, there's a little, um, in that same park, there's a, a little... Uh, spray painted like it's like an empty sewer but you can if you skate vert like you know like like empty swimming pool style skating mm -hmm. you'll always see some skaters there some skating skate there. yeah I, I love shit like that you know yeah. that's what that, that's what i love about la yeah. i love um i love the venice beach venice yes. beach is always gonna be magical you know what i mean no matter what they try to do no matter how they mess it up no matter how many yep. ugly condos with those modern ugly things they mm -hmm. build it's gonna have its magic because yeah. it's, it's an attitude there really it is and i love venice beach that's amazing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And so people can find you at shampop.com. You can find me at shampop.com. You can find me on the Facebook. I like that one. And the Twitter and the Instagram on shamibraham number one is my Instagram because believe it or not, there was already another one. I don't know how that could be. <laughs> but this weird name, you know, it's like, fuck. I wish my parents just named me Hannah Montana and made it easy. <laughs> you know? Or maybe I should change my name to Shampop. I thought you about can. that. I guess I could. But now when you do the Google, it's all Sham Ibrahim. Right. And I had to work so hard for that right. because it was before when you looked up Sham Ibrahim, it was all terrorist. You looked it up and it was all because my last name's Middle Eastern. Please and now with this fucking ISIS, there's a motherfucker named Ibrahim in there. No. And he's pushing my Google views down. No. It's such a nightmare. Yes. I wish the ISIS would go away. I know. What do you want to see? Would you rather see some beautiful pop art or people's heads chopped off? Ugh. I mean, I'm not taking head. I'm giving it. Look at ah. me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, again, thank you Jen. for the interview. This was amazing. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Theme music for this show has been provided by Veneer off their forthcoming sophomore album, Chainspreader. Find them on Instagram at Veneer Music or on iTunes. You can contact us via email at lonelyinlapodcast at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and SoundCloud. And find us on our website at onlyin.la. And please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at onlyinla podcast. Thanks again, you guys. See you next time.
podcast has been provided to you as a part of the SheTalks.LA network of podcasts. Podcasts by women for everyone.